Single Girl's Guide to Life, your weekly guide to single life living in your 20s, 30s and 40s. I'm Chantelle the Coach, a single life empowerment coach, helping you to embrace and celebrate your single life in so very many ways. And I am so excited for this week's episode because it marks the 52nd episode of the Single Girl's Guide to Life, which means that we have been doing a year's worth of episodes together that this time last year, in a week's time really, we actually get to the year. But a year ago was when I made the first recording of the very first podcast, and it all synced with my birthday anyway, which was so exciting. And it feels like we've come a long way in that time because 52 weeks, a whole year, you know, you go, it was only last year, it was only a year ago, but so much can happen in that time. And I do this thing around my birthday anywhere where I review my year, this point last year to now, what's happened. And I do that at New Year's Eve as well, but it's nice to have that kind of six month mark that naturally occurs for me around that time, just to take that review. But as a way of celebrating the year, I asked my Instagram audience via a poll what they would like for this week's episode as a way of celebrating a year's worth of single life chat, whether that's dating, going on solo trips, friendships, living alone. And I know so many of you have reached out to me and said how much the podcast is useful to you. This is always going to be here. There's lots of other ways to connect and get involved as well, but that will always be there as something that you can go to for 20 minutes, sometimes 40 minutes of single life inspiration, something to get your teeth into. And the poll result, because of the people that engage with me, not just by listening, but by messaging, by clicking on polls, by liking things, by signing up to the community, coming to events, so many things, got to vote. And they voted for this week's episode, which is all about celebrating your single life. And as one of the hardest things, because society generally rewards and celebrates milestones that sometimes are only associated with or previously have only been associated with being in a relationship. So take the very obvious one of getting engaged and getting married. You have now seen, maybe you haven't seen it, but it is coming about this whole idea of marrying yourself, showing that commitment to yourself. I think we should always be committed to ourselves even if that is with another person alongside that. It's also then seen as that relationship progresses through pregnancy, baby showers and the birth itself. All of that is celebrated and the anniversaries of relationships are then continuing on. And then there's one that kind of is blurry, but, you know, buying a house together in certain circumstances nowadays. I don't know all the stats, but we know it's more difficult to buy our own house the younger you are the more challenging that's becoming because of the way that the cost of living is rising without it being matched by necessarily the wages proportionally and yeah there are ways to do things so you do not have to be in a relationship to have a child anymore lots of people still idealize that and that's okay but there are other ways you could say that i'm not denying that there are ways that people could achieve those things but for the way that a lot of us envision it happening because it's what has been said to be the way to do it. You know, it's only fair to look at it and go, those are the things that celebrated, but whilst I'm single, what is there to be celebrated? What, What points are there to celebrate? So 
this episode aims to highlight some of those points to you so that you can remember them as you go forward and also empower you to find ways to celebrate your single life. I've come up with my, I think it's five ways to celebrate single life, but I also, again, asked those people on Instagram and people were sharing how they celebrated their single life. And I did not share those answers. I didn't respond to them. They are exclusively for you listening here, least to begin with. I will share them after once the episode goes out. But let's get going with single life and what there is and how to celebrate it. And the first is a very, very simple task. And that simple task is to create a list of things to celebrate based on your single life. What is it that you get to do now as a result of being single that you wouldn't necessarily be able to do otherwise? Just sit and think about that for a moment, if you can. If you're driving, then obviously concentrate on the road. But if you have the time and you're reflecting, what is it that being in a relationship would stop you from doing that you're doing now? And what is it that being single allows you to do? What are you not held back from doing? I know a lot of people come about with this idea of um, doing what you want when you want. One of the biggest things for me. I never have to, or very rarely have to consider anybody else. There's no one to think about. There's no one to communicate with. There's no one to compromise some of my week with. And some of you will be going, I want to do that. That's what I want. I want to be able to have to be somewhere because I'm in a relationship. Yes. But do you know how often people in relationships will crave not having to not ask permission but you know check that they've not got anything on this weekend it's always a case of the grass is greener and remembering that relationships don't as much joy as relationships bring they bring compromises every situation has some sort of compromise and it's sitting there and going i can binge watch any tv series that i want right now i can leave the things that need doing and don't have to worry about them now I can book that thing without thinking, oh, do they want to do that too? And there's this independence as well that you get to grow. I'm just giving you a few ideas. There's going to be things that you come up with that I don't necessarily pick or haven't said. This Because there's so much to single life. It's a whole set of opportunities to make the most of that we need to be doing. We need to be celebrating it. And by celebrating, I really mean acknowledging it and being like, look what I get to do. Look how I get to spend my time. And I don't have to worry about anyone else with it. As simple as look at this background for those of you watching on YouTube or seeing this on TikTok maybe. That background is not one that all partners would be okay with. It's very bright. It's colourful. It's very me. I mean, obviously I would incorporate someone else into it too in terms of the pictures. But you have to end up compromising on some things sometimes when you're in a relationship. It's part of what relationships are. But for now, you don't. And that's the beauty of some of it. That you're finding your own, you're being your own, and there is no compromise, hopefully, somewhere along the way. Now, for number two, this is like the epitome of celebrations, is to throw parties and have celebrations, physical, in-person celebrations, for the things that you care about. It is my 30th birthday next year and I could not be more excited about the plans that I have for it. And I'm not fussed about having to organise that myself. Because I will throw a cracking weekend that is the way I would like it to be 
Some people would be like, what a control freak. No, what I mean is we're going to do the fun stuff that I find fun. It is about me. It's about you when it's your birthday. So make it about that. If you want to throw a New Year's Eve party, then get organising and be the one to step up and say it. You might be like, well, where do I do it? We'll come up with ideas. If you do well at something, if you get a job promotion, make a point with your friends that you want to go out and celebrate it. They will not think about it because you are not the main focus of their life. They'll say congratulations. They'll say well done as long as you share it with them. But if you want to go out and celebrate it, Say that, get excited and say, I want to book a table. Can we go out Friday night and celebrate getting a new job? Will you celebrate with me? Just think about how that feels as the other person to be invited specifically to celebrate someone's birthday. That they were picked because you thought of them when you wanted to celebrate. Do it. Put it in your diary, get them on board and go for it. Now, some of you I know from the recent TikTok that went out about organising things, you feel frustrated about organising them. These are the ones where it's not just hanging out. Like, this is something that you're celebrating. Like, it's something to go a little bit all out on, you know, whether you dress up a bit or plan something special, do something different. And the honour of being invited and making something out of it should be special enough for those friends to put it in the diary. On that same video, people were speaking about how sometimes... Their friends can cancel last minute. Sometimes if it is just going to the pub or going for some food somewhere, just catching up and phrasing it in that way can be seen as, you know, not as important. If you're throwing a party, I'm throwing a party with my nearest and dearest and I really want you to be there to celebrate my whatever it might be. I mean, it doesn't even have to be as, you know, big as that. I, back when I was in a relationship and that's only because I had the space... And now I don't have a TV licence to facilitate that in this space. Um, I used to throw little Eurovision parties. Those people weren't specifically interested in Eurovision otherwise. For those that followed in May time, I am a big Eurovision fan or have been, I would say, probably for the last ooh, five to seven years, something like that. I love it. And when I did throw those parties, it was fancy dress. There was only like six of us. It wasn't major. But that's the kind of thing that I love. Those people wouldn't necessarily have done anything. But I used to be like, put it in your diary. We're going to do something for Eurovision. And there would be some level of costume. Some people committed more than others. We had Graham Norton. We had uh, the old Lederhosen style. I was very specific. I went into like previous contestants. So good old Verka Saduchka, which was Ukraine. You've probably seen than before, in all the silver. And then it was Netta, who won a couple of years ago. Like, look at the passion that's coming out. They're the things that I want to celebrate. So make things of things. And you don't have to go big for it to be good. In each picture that I can envision, there's, only, there's literally only five or six people in each. And it was they were just fun nights. We got food in, we did the score sheets. If I hadn't done that, People probably wouldn't have done a lot for Eurovision or they might have gone around someone else's and bought the different foods from the different countries, whatever it might be. But if you want to celebrate anything that is part of your life or something you're interested in, then make a thing of it. Sometimes we can assume that people don't want to do stuff with us. And sometimes you don't want to do things with people. I've booked a couple of things coming up that I'm literally doing on my own. I can't be bothered with the faff of organising going with someone else. I just want to go do it. But was I gutted when the Eurovision 
UK entry, Sam Ryder, did really well this year and I wasn't throwing a party. Furious. Furious. Don't get me wrong, I was enjoying it at home. At home, with my mum, who does have a TV licence. But, uh, livid. Because that would have been wonderful. But, you know, I have my experiences that I've had. So, throw parties or go out and make those celebrations. You will have to be the one to organise them. But make it a thing that you're inviting those people to them. Don't make it sound like you've got 100 people come in. Make it sound small. Make it sound intimate. Make it something that you've only invited them to do with you. And then they might feel that honour. Number three from me is to own your single life and to basically celebrate it loud and proud. I've heard women speak about, and I, I know what they're talking about when they say it, that they feel judged for being single and that it's seen negatively by society in general, but can also be seen negatively by those that are in relationships and our embracement, if that's a word, of being single isn't something to be proud of. I wouldn't say that I would also hold all of my pride in a relationship because what happens when, if, I suppose, if and when, that relationship breaks down in some way. And then holding your pride in a relationship compromises you later on if things aren't working because you then stay when you shouldn't. I don't want to seem like I'm poo-pooing relationships because they also have a lot to give. But to not celebrate your status because you are worried about what other people think and to think that any one status is better than the other may be where we're going wrong. However, acceptance and celebration of the stage that we're at at that point in time and being able to see the good in it and genuinely feel that, not just doing it for the sake of saying it, but for genuinely getting to a point where you love being single. I wholeheartedly love being single. Do I experience loneliness? Yes. Is that exclusive to being single? No. Will I rub it in your face that I get to go away whenever I want to? Within reason. Yes. Will I show off that I've gone to a cinema on my own? Yes. Because I want to inspire other people to do it. And I know there are other people out there holding back, single or otherwise, that won't do that because they're so worried. Being single has so much opportunity to it. I wasn't single. These are the first three years I've been single in my adult life. Maybe it's just new. No, it's hard. But then so was being in a relationship. Also staying in a relationship when you felt like it wasn't the right thing. That was hard. There's always problems. There's always challenges. There's always a difficult. But if we're in our singleness and we're owning it, then share it. And if you don't want to be, you know, brash about it and put it all over social media, because that might just not be your style. It's being able to step into it when it comes up, owning the actions that happen. Someone I hadn't seen for a few years because of COVID said to me the other day, firstly, they'd forgotten. They didn't recognise me. They're slightly older. Bless their souls. So I had to remind them of who I was. And then they went, oh, my goodness. They went, and you're a married lady now. That's literally when I last saw them, that they would have known that piece of information. And lots of people do know because of social media, slash hearing, whatever it might be. But this person is unlikely to have unless someone has explicitly said it to them. So that's not a problem. And it's interesting because there are other people listening and you do wonder, like, 
do they do they think what's she going to say next i'm never going to embarrass someone or make someone feel bad for assuming something that they last knew about my life i just said well i'm not married anymore that happened a few years ago and now i'm living on my own i think she might have even asked question in between and prompted some of that but being able to own all of your actions it comes from a sense of knowing why but obviously sometimes single life doesn't feel like a choice i know some of you actively choose to stay single i'm in that phase again where the, the dating apps have gone i'm really not interested at the moment i had time for it before i had that space um and obviously had some success with that with the dating experience that then led to the no contact videos that some of you have seen. But this next couple of months is mad busy for me. And I, I, I don't have the time. If I was seeing someone, I would make the time. But to um, actively open a space up, not at the moment. You're entitled to keep changing your mind on that too. In the sense of like what suits you at the time. As I say, if I was in a relationship, I would be making the time. It would have to happen. I have a choice about it at this point. <gasps> no thank you right now. So I will step into that. I will share it with people and I'll actively encourage you to. But, I mean, you don't need to have a sign or a badge saying you're single. Although I do have the t-shirt and t-shirts. They're just for me, really, to wear on videos. But some of you have got the Single Girls Club bags now. You know, it's being able to walk around with that and thinking, yeah, I am. And I'm going to own this. My fourth one for celebrating single life is to go and have a solo adventure. Whether it is an evening, whether it's a day, a weekend, a week away. You get more freedom being single. There might be limitations on your finances. Because if you're living in a single person household, that can be more challenging in general. But you have this extra time. If you aren't busy cleaning said living alone house. And you can otherwise fill your time with scrolling on dating apps. Being distracted. Not really doing a lot. And one of the things that you can always do for a reasonable amount of money, if not nothing, depending on where you are and, and what resources you've got, is go and explore. Go and have an adventure. It can be as you know extreme as what I'm about to do, or by the time you hear this, we'll have already done, um, going on a trip abroad. So I'm going on a surprise trip, SRPRS, wonderful company that book it for you and you don't know where you're going till you get to the airport. A couple of companies do this. These guys have an app that will tell me when I get to the airport where I'm going, which I can't wait for. This was meant to be in 2020. I haven't been to many places in my life. My goodness, I haven't explored the UK at all. And you know if you've been listening for any length of time of this podcast that I've been to a couple of places on a road trip in the UK. And I will continue to do that. I haven't seen a lot of the world. And, it, you know, it's not the answer to everything. You don't have to go and explore places. It might be that you're really into particular thing and there are certain museums around the country that happen or there's certain festivals and events my instagram is getting better and better as ever at telling me what events are coming up that are suitable for me more events are coming back people have been tentative because of covid and some things are still getting cancelled because they can't get the momentum going that they used to have you know there's things going on but go take that trip to york they've got a really cool interesting festival going on it was throughout june it was about new ideas and things like that if i had not been so busy and I'd found out about it a little bit earlier. I'd have probably made some plans to go to things like that. But go on those adventures. Try those new things and go and do something. You you don't know how long you're going to be single for. And it's easier to do these things when you're on your own. It doesn't take any planning. You don't have to think about where someone else wants to go. You just kind of go with it. Go with the flow of it. My last piece of advice before I get on to the little gems of wisdom from 
those that responded to the uh, question I asked on Instagram stories, is lastly to go out and find other single people and celebrate together. You can do it with people that aren't single, all the things that I mentioned before. But you, you can go on adventures on your own. But doing certain things with certain people makes all the difference. It's not what you're doing, it's who you're doing it with, right? Having a single friend can make the difference for you in feeling like you're not alone. And it's why we have the online community. It's why we have the single girls club to help people find them, but also just give that experience even just for a night. If that's what you want, just to see what it's like. And lots of people do come to make friends, of course, because there's the opportunity there. But also you get to talk, celebrate, and just go through the motions of what single life is like with another single person or another group of single people. Your friendship group needs that expanding and you need to go out there and do some things with people that are around. And some of your friends are getting to a point where they are settling down or they already have. They don't want to keep going out. They don't want to go out on a night out. To be fair, I'm getting to that point where I feel old and I don't want to go out out too late anyway. I think Annie Mack did a video on TikTok the other day that she was called, I can't think what it was called, it's something to do with midnight, but basically it starts well early and by midnight it's all shut down and we're all home and in beds by midnight, I think it was. What a great idea. Go for it. I could get on board with that. But at the same time, I still want to go out sometimes. And having that impromptu night the other day for the karaoke night, not that it was a planned night out, but that was with someone else that was single. It was someone else that didn't have priorities to get home, that didn't have to worry about saying they're going out to karaoke, they're going to be home a bit later than they thought, etc. It's someone that's got the same level of freedom as you, is into just doing things as spontaneously as you, or if you want to go for a more organised approach, find the people that like organising going out there and just being in the present moment with those people were we celebrating our single life specifically no but were we taking advantage of the single life freedom and there will be some people in relationships that like i never have to worry about where i am you know my partner's so chill that's cool but a lot of people don't there's a pressure or you know there's children even that and that changes everything so it's having that little community so let's just recap those things so the first thing is Having a list that you can come back to so that you could be grateful for being single and being able to step into that singleness. Number two is basically making a thing of celebrations, the celebrations that matter to you and that you want to do. Saying it loud and proud and stepping into it, owning it when it comes to you. If you don't want to do that on social media, then do it with a small group of friends that you do on WhatsApp and, and you know step into that. Or we've got our online community that allows people to do that in a safe space or a place they can feel they can do that. Go on an adventure, a solo adventure specifically. Go explore, try something new. And lastly, from me, is to meet other single people and have someone to celebrate it with specifically. Whether that's through a friend that you already know, coming to a single girls club event to do that, or meeting friends through that kind of way. Now the other things that came up, one was quite similar. So Charlotte said that she treated herself to dates and solo breaks, which to me, feeds into solo adventure but for example it's my birth my birthday falls on the school prom so uh as much as it's cute to be getting dressed up for them and being there that's not really a celebration for my birthday then a lot of my friends are not around just by chance they're not available so what did i do i put a single girls mixer on the 9th my birthday's on the 8th you guys didn't know that at the time and i will not be making it about my birthday but i'm like hey i get to go out on my birthday i mean that is also now two nights in a row sort of but you know there's that but in the run-up to all of that, 
I've decided to get my hair done. I'm going to get my nails done. I used to have my nails done regularly. It was way before COVID. But when I went through my divorce, I couldn't afford that. I wasn't sure I could afford that. I'm going to treat myself. I don't know how long they're going to last. I don't know if I'm going to keep doing it again. But I'm going to get them done. And you know what also I've thrown in? On my actual birthday, which is a Friday, in which I'm not working and uh, pretty much everyone else in the world is, I have decided to put myself in for a massage. It's doing things like that, subject to you being able to afford them, because I realise that things are starting to creep up and that feels harder, that you want to be able to do for yourself sometimes. And I forget about a massage. I don't know what made me think of it. Maybe I saw a post of someone, I think it was that, someone was asking for recommendations in the area for something. And I was like, I need to put that in for myself. So Charlotte's point about, you know, going on those those dates and solo breaks, I think just it was the treating yourself part that really stuck out to me. Treat yourself. And I will, as part of that massage, I'll probably go out during the daytime on my birthday. I haven't really got a plan, but I will go out for some sort of food to myself and just sit in it. I'm hoping for it to be a lovely sunny day so I can sit outside, have a drink, then go for a massage, you know. Carrie replied to the question on Instagram and shared about the fact that she goes paddleboarding whenever she wants. And that to me comes back to that kind of point number one of where I mentioned that, you know, the pro of single life is being able to do whatever you want whenever you want. She said, you know, it depends on the weather, you can't always do it. But making the most of the opportunity that she can go whenever within reason and doesn't have to think, oh, I've got to see someone today, or do they want to come with me? Will they want to do it with me? Do I want them to do it with me? You know, all of those things. And the last one comes from Alex that I really, really loved. It's better than anything I've come up with, and it's closest to, you know, celebrating the things you care about. Although in this case, Alex does this solely on her own. And what she does there is on the anniversary of moving into her flat, she goes back to the cafe that she sat in while she was waiting to pick up her keys. I suppose it likens to the ritual I have of writing myself letters at certain points in the year, specifically the birthday one. But it is some sort of ritual for yourself. That is a key point in time that means something to you. The anniversary of becoming single might also therefore be the anniversary of your breakup. So that one doesn't quite work. But this is really beautiful, I think, because it's almost like it was a new chapter for her in moving into her own flat, getting that independence back. And whilst moving into your own home is celebrated quite often. We don't necessarily make it an anniversary. You kind of remember and you go, oh, I've been here two years now, I've been here three years. But as someone single, and it doesn't have to be moving into your own house, it could be something equivalent for you. Being able to mark that as a point that you kind of distinctly go, this is this new chapter starting and I'm going to celebrate it and reflect on it every year with my little routine is beautiful. And that's the power of community, right? I can share what I, I would do and the things I came up with. And there's Alex's contribution. All three of the contributions are great because they're each personal to every person. And what I've come up with, some of it will be like, no, it doesn't really work for me. I don't want to do that. But anything that you've heard today is for you to experiment and try out. They're the things that matter most to me and how I celebrate my single life. They're the things that matter most to the people that have written in and how they celebrate single life. And you've got to find your way of celebrating single life so you can feel like you're making the most of it and that you get to celebrate, that that's not missing from your life because society's not automatically doing it for you. So, it's a happy birthday nearly to the single girl's guide to life. I hope that you go about celebrating your single life in the smallest of ways to the biggest of ways to marking those milestones to going and doing what you want when you want and treating yourself to the very maximum. Until next time, everybody, 
keep celebrating single life together.